All right, you all, you need to come and listen to The Sci-Files. They do have other shows, but The Sci-Files, that's the one you want to hear. We are on the Anchor Media platform, and you can catch us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So again, this is Axel, The Sci-Files. Sunday, 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 The Sci-Files. edition of the casket cast only on rotten corpse radio and if you haven't noticed yet rottencorpseradio.com does no longer exist it fucking fell off the face of the planet and with me as always is stop hypocrisy in the ether trying to figure out this fucking tomb oh. i always end up getting to the tomb then it annoys me then i turn off the game and come back to it and then when I come back to it, I'm like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I should be there playing the video game with you. Because, like, at least if that was happening, you know, we could, uh, I could probably try to help you. Maybe be that extra pair of eyes. Hey, go there. <laughs> really? um, I wouldn't have got through a lot of Rise of the Tomb Raider if uh, somebody wasn't, like, over my uh, shoulder and stuff when we were playing it. Because there's a lot of weird shit, you know, you don't see up front. And then when you finally see it, it's like, oh, oh, that's where you fucking go. <laughs> so you're playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider, right? Yep. Uh, how far are you into it right now? About 75%. Really? Yep. Holy shit. I figured you'd, I figured it'd still be lost in um, Grand Theft Auto Land. I kind of do both. When you have time. <laughs> well, I didn't want to... Oh, go ahead. Well, there's times when people are online, and right now there's snow on GTA, and that just fucking annoys the piss out of me. Does it make it harder to drive in the video game? Mm, yeah, but I have that one new bike that... It's like a jet bike, doesn't even touch the ground, so it makes it a little easier. Huh. <clears throat> so, so far in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, what's been the one thing that you've actually liked, um, as opposed to the previous two? Uh, the weaponry, the melee... Oh, did they keep anything from the previous game in this game? Are there a couple things that are any or that are harder than the, than the last? Or? Uh, you can choose the level of difficulty for your tombs. Oh wow! 
Yeah. You know, you can choose the level difficulty for the game and the tombs. I put that shit on easy. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it on hard later like I do on Uncharted, you know? Yeah, because, like, what I was wondering was, because um, you remember, okay, so you know in the first game, they kind of, they, they, they throw you a lot of gimmies, you know, like when you, um, when you discover weapons and when you discover how to use certain items for the first time, you know, like, like, automatic, you know, rifles and stuff like, or, like, semi-automatic rifles and machine guns and stuff are, like, harder to use than, like, the handheld pistols and, uh, and your bow and arrow is kind of hard at first and then you eventually level that up and then... And, uh, yeah, yeah, I got three bows right now. I think I'll probably get a fourth one. Cause... And then Rise of the Tomb Raider's got that thing where you have to craft all your weapons. Um, do they have any of that in the new game? Or... Um, yeah, you have to craft up your weapons to upgrade them. You know, bring up the accuracy, bring up the damage, bring up the reload capacity, bring up the ammo capacity. Because, of course, they have a knife that she made from a plane crash from the propeller. Yeah. And then you can't use it till you, like, have to go around and sharpen it at the beginning. Does she still have her grappling hook thing? Yep, two of them. Oh, she's got two of them now? Yeah, you climb with two of them instead of one. So I remember from, through most of Rise of the Tomb Raider, you only got the one. And then, like, you eventually end up having two of them. Uh -huh. I know she's I know she's got double guns in this game, right? Uh, no, just single. The game oh, I just died. Whoops. Is this the game where she gets double guns? I'm not sure. I haven't yet, at least. Huh. I know that was the big reveal at the end of the Tomb Raider movie, was that, you know, she goes into the, the shop double gun and grabs with, with Nick Frost. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that he's the arms dealer. That's fucking great. I love seeing him in it. He's kind of a fun-loving... I mean, he's such a fun-loving guy that it's just like... It just makes him, you know, you getting weapons and shit that much more fun. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, look what I got. Oh, yeah, and guess what? Sean's best friend gave it to me. That's right. So, like, speaking of Shaun of the Dead, there was the, um... There was something that uh, was in theaters the past couple weeks. Uh, here in Oregon, we only had, like, two releases for it. There was, like, one at, um, I think it was at this, the Fox Tower Theater, downtown Portland. It's one of our regal theaters. And then the other was at the uh, Bridgeport Village uh, Theater, uh, the, one of, one of, or one of our IMAX theaters. And that was the movie Anna and the Apocalypse, which basically takes some of the cheekiness from, like, um, you know, like a Shaun of the Dead and kind of adds a musical element a la 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 Land. And, um, like, I got, I didn't get a chance to actually see the movie, but it didn't seem like it did too bad considering it started out in one theater and, and is now in two. 
uh, which is more than I expected for an independent horror film. So, did you ever get a chance to see the preview to that, Stavro? Yeah, I did actually. Looks funny. It actually it looked funny. Yeah, it's one of those ones. I'm unfortunately I'm, I mean kind of like the Krampus. You know, I didn't get a chance to see it around Christmas either. I had to wait until it was on VOD. So this will definitely have to be, and unfortunately have to be one of those VOD movies because the holiday seasons have been kicking everybody's ass. Oh, it's hard to go do anything. Yeah, it is. I mean, fuck, we haven't posted one episode this month. (laughs) This is the first episode going up this month (laughs) because this whole month has been fucking crazy, you know, and that's for everybody, you know. For the Sci-Files guys, for me, for Stavro, for fucking everybody. I mean, just people in general. I will have to say, though, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for my Christmas present this year. Uh, Snobro and company actually got me uh, this really cool fucking uh, jar of fucking uh, apple pie moonshine. Which I continued drinking after I got home. <laughs> <laughs> so I was already, like, super stoned when I left your house, and then, like... I had to go get Taco Bell afterwards because I didn't want to get out of the car to get 7-Eleven. Because I actually pulled into 7-Eleven's parking lot first, and I was like, um, should I get taquitos? Should I get tortillas? And I was just, like, staring in at the store. And it was a crowded parking lot. It was hard to get a spot. And here I am in the car, like, just kind of looking, should I? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck it, I don't want to get out of the car. And I just drove to Taco Bell. Sweet. I just further increase my breathing capacity underwater with this tube. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Yeah, there's, um, there's, there's a little bit more emphasis underwater on swimming, today. right? A lot. Yeah. I kind of figured that would happen. You even get a trophy for underwater um, archaeologist. I remember when they did that in the original Tomb Raider 3, because like, the, there was a lot of underwater shit in that game, which was like one of the reasons why that game was so fucking impossible, because you couldn't see underwater. <laughs> yeah, remember the one we played where you had it on the Wii and I had it on the PlayStation 3? Tomb Raider Underground, yeah. Yeah, like that was so much easier on the Wii than it was on the PlayStation 3. Fuck yeah, it was, because like, a lot of the tombs, you remember how like a lot of the puzzles in the tombs were just a matter of doing the motion control bullshit? And then when you actually did them on the PlayStation version, it was like this convoluted fucking puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to like flip switches and do all this weird shit, and you're like, what? <laughs> Not to mention, I think the PS3 version had one or two extra levels in it that the Wii one did not have. Um, but I will say they were fu- they were both fun. I mean, fuck, we were playing them simultaneously. I think. Because uh, when you would get frustrated on yours, I remember like I would bring my Wii over and play the one I got. And then after we played through that, we'd go back and then we replay it again on yours. And it was like a lot of, a lot of back and forth. I one actually thing I have... Like about this one, if you have water under you, you can dive into it. Oh, nice. Like, no matter like, how high down. up you are, basically. Oh, cool doesn't potentially kill you or anything like that. No, you hold circle as you're going through the air, and she puts her head down and dives. Yeah, because that was the one thing I always thought was missing from that first Tomb Raider game, is there wasn't really a whole lot of swimming. There was a lot of getting taken by the rapids and getting skewered by rebarb and (laughs) 
getting killed by branches and shit, and there was a lot of that fun shit, but when it came down to, like, a lot of underwater stuff, there just wasn't that much of it, and then there was more of it in Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh, there's even more in this one. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I a think lot of the tombs, A lot of the tombs, you are going underwater. You have to go underwater? Oh, yeah, because, um... Lore fucks up at the beginning and causes this catastrophic thing for basically the world's ending. <laughs> and it's Laura's fucking yeah. fault. Because <laughs> she was trying to keep something from Trinity and ended up taking something which started a uh, this giant flood at the beginning of the game that you have to deal with. You're in a city and it's flooding and you're having to deal with the water and being under the water and it's forcing you through the city. And of course you're having to dodge those things so you don't die. And, of course, she dies beautifully in the game, like always. Oh, of course, yeah. You, I don't think you can have a Tomb Raider game in existence without her dying funny. You know, you just oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, if she, if she well, the dies, weakest deaths are like when you fall to a fucking in-cape pit that's never-ending. And she's just like, oh. ah! But when she's got <laughs> spikes going through her or fucking, yeah. Yeah, there's some good impales, huh? Yeah, there's some great impales in this fucking game. Alright, so... got it for 20 bucks. I was like, what, did it flop? Did it... Okay, so that was another thing. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Okay, so when Rise of the Tomb Raider first came out on, um, like, at least from what I saw on Steam, because, like, when it got released on the Xbox and on the PlayStation, it just had, like, your standard old release, right? But on Steam, like, the very, like, I think it was, like, a week or two after it came out, it was on sale for 30 bucks. And it was like that through the whole month of October. Well, it got released on Xbox first, remember? And then PlayStation didn't get yeah. it for a while. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then, But it was weird because like the Steam version was like 30 bucks, And then uh, and then it went off sale. And then Black Friday hit, and it went on sale again for 30 bucks. So like within like two, like a two-month spread, it was like on sale. And, ha and currently, again, for Christmas... It's on sale again this week <laughs> for thirty bucks. <laughs> so, and then the fact that you were able to find it on sale for on the on disc for like twenty bucks is fucking nuts. That's uh, because it was Christmas, Black Friday time at GameStop. GameStop basically had GameStop basically did a two week Black Friday thing on all games. Oh fuck! Yeah. Well, they got to move out that inventory to get ready for next year. Because I mean. I mean, if E3 didn't show us anything, it showed us that there's a lot of games that we're just kind of clamoring for, and we really want to get our hands on them. Well, God of War, uh, that game of the year. Yeah. I've got to say, it fucking deserved it. I think what it really was is maybe the developer didn't think that the game would do as hot as the last one because there was, like, not enough build-up for it, so they figured maybe putting it on sale would help boost sales. Either that, or they made so much money from the last game. I kind of think it flopped because they were doing a free trial on PlayStation Network for it. Huh. Maybe it's just to get people's hands on it quicker, you know, just figure you know, the more numbers, the better. It kind of makes you wonder, though, what they're doing as far as, like, Square Enix goes um, business-wise, because, I mean... It, this isn't usual for, like, a game company to just put its game on sale for most of the first year it was released. And um, people got to think, you know, maybe it's, like, some weird thing where, uh, 
or maybe they just didn't expect it to do well or maybe they needed it to sell X amount of uh, units before they would consider making another one. But I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like, they made their trilogy in a sense. This is the this is kind of like the cat for their tr for their trilogy. So mm -hmm. if they continue to make the series, you know, to make more games after this, I mean, I think they're in good standing. They could like wait two years before they even think about putting another one out, or they could probably wait until the next console before they even think about putting another one out. Yeah. Oh, and that was the other thing too. Um, amongst all those, uh, amongst all the sales and then the release of Red Dead Redemption 2, we also get, what, another update for GTA? Yeah. So what was the, what was in this last, uh, set for, for, for the I didn't even know about it, dude. It kind of, like, threw me for a loop. It was, uh, basically, Arena Wars. Where you get, yeah. like, these Mad Max vehicles and you do all this Mad Max-like type shit. Yeah. I remember seeing that in the trailer. Because there's a lot of the... Because you were showing me some, like, tricks to, to like, bypassing a lot of the, the crazy-looking vehicles that they have in there. Because they, they sell a lot of them for, like, really high dollar. And then there's the, um... And then there's the cheaper versions where you can just customize them and make them look like the other cars. Which is a lot better if you're going to do that. Yeah. What's been your favorite out of the, out of all the Max, the Mad Max themed vehicles? Um, I've got to say the big giant monster truck with the love fist up front. i got a big giant fist out front. <laughs> <laughs> dude ever since you told me that i went and i found like love fists uh ep they're they have they have an ep on itunes so if you don't um if you haven't heard it already um or even knew it existed um hit up itunes or spotify and just look up love fist <laughs> and there's this like five i think it's like a five song ep it's got like, I don't know, four songs. It's got Dangerous Bastard, uh, Fist Fury, Down, 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 and Fist Till Morning. Which I, I would love if fucking Steel Panther did a remake of that song. You know, Fist Until the Morning. Mm -hmm. But just made it a lot sleazier. Yeah. Oh, and they added um, <clears throat> a Laura Croft when you're hooking into the walls with the, with the spike. Yeah. You can hook one into the wall and then rope swing and add a rope to it and and come down on the rope and swing across and do some shit with that. Huh. So you can like uh oh so you can actually create create your own kind of like grapple line and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, they added a little bit. But it's still mostly the same game, just, you know, a little better, longer. I know I definitely need to go over there and play that. Like, we should, if, 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 if we had a, been able to stay awake longer, because, like, I was starting to get hungry. I was tired, starting to get tired. And then after I ate, I wanted to go home and go back to bed, too. So, I was like... I had just ate right before you got here. 
Hmm. Yeah, so there was like a... God, I really wanted to play that too. But I still have to beat Rise of the Tomb Raider. I have not beat it yet. I am actually stuck on a DLC mission and I can't get out of it. And I can't figure out how to get out of it without beating it. And you gotta, you know, you can't beat it. It's like really hard to beat because like when I was playing the game back and forth with, uh, with a buddy of mine. And when he went into the, the cavern, he went in with no weapons and then wasted all his weapons like, before he even got to the witch. And then, like, that, the, that's what you needed to beat the witch, was, like, fucking bow and arrow and shit. So, and I can't get out of there because it won't let you out for some reason. <laughs> oh, sweet. I just upgraded two of my four guns completely. <laughs> nice. They got some fucking hand cannons. They got some awesome fucking machine guns. They got awesome guns. Oh yeah. Let's see. So there's a. Uh, so aside from, aside from the GTA thing that I've been seeing, uh, what do you think about like? Uh, the whole Red Dead Redemption, like right now, they don't really have much for DLC. Do you think that Rockstar is going to put any actual effort into making their DLC at least semi-comparable? Well, I'm sure they'll upgrade it and make it better over time, like they have GTA. But the thing is, what I've heard from a lot of people is, you know, they were supposed to be waiting to make um, Red Dead's online better than GTA's when it first came out, and apparently they shit the bed. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah, because it's like, that's, that is a lot of, like, I never expected that GT, that online to be as good as GTA just because of the era and the time that it's in. Yeah, because I think those are going to be the major drawbacks, unless they start doing weird fantasy shit like they did with GTA. You know, because, like, with GTA, there's a lot of futuristic vehicles, like flying cars and weird shit like that. Mm -hmm. so, but they didn't have that till years after the online came out. Do you think at some point, if they're going to really dedicate their time into this GTA, or into this um, Red Dead um, theme, is um, whether or not they're going to add, like, uh, like um, even more, like, weird fantasy shit for horses, you know, like, maybe, maybe go well. with it, you know, and... The game, the, the, the whatever, the... The regular game looks absolutely fabulous. It's awesome. I love it. It's great. But the online is just... It's complete, it's complete garbage, huh? That's what I hear. I haven't really played it, but everybody that I know that has played it is not that happy with it. And and it's really hard to do anything because apparently it might. It's, it's a little worse than GTA because all anybody wants to do on there is go on there and kill other online players. When a lot of online players are there to try to, you know, play the online and play the game, but they're too busy getting killed by other players because that's all other fucking players want to do. I call them millennials. <laughs> Even though I have millennial friends who, like, you know, want to play the game, but... Yeah, my niece, my niece has been really hard into it, but she's actually, like, she's been, like, um just loving the fact that you can just do all this like really minuscule shit that you would never do in real life 
like, you know, like, tending to your horse and, like, fucking, like, skinning animals alive and all sorts of weird oh, that, shit. That looks pretty know. good, too. I was watching Dan try to rob a train, and he was trying to get oh, on the side of the train in yeah. regular game, and he was by a, the side of a cliff as he's trying to get on the train, and the train just mutilated his horse. <laughs> just fucking murdered it, dude. I was just like, oh, damn. And the thing is, he, he probably had to train the horse, build it up, and all that shit, and he killed it. Yeah, and then you got to start over again. Like, oh, got to get a new horse. <laughs> That's not like that shit's cheap, either. You well, the one thing I didn't like about the regular video game... It's 1901. The the price that you pay for stuff does not match the era that it's from. Yeah. Well, I heard the wanted level thing is kind of funny because I guess you can go to the I guess you can just go to the bank or the post office or something like that, and you can pay down your wanted levels like like twenty dollars at a time or something. Yeah. (laughs) That's got to be pretty funny. Like, ah, oh, it's only 20 bucks, but then you, you look to see what it takes to earn $20, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, I was so surprised GTA even put out another update. I did not think we were going to get another update after, you know, the Ballad of Gay Tony update. <laughs> huh. But, yeah, that's... I really like that update, too, because it doesn't cost you money to make money, you know? Yeah. And... I'm almost at $1 billion made off that game online. <laughs> if only you can translate that to real money. Well, now here's the thing. I hope I get a fucking trophy for it. <laughs> so I can gloat to all my other crew members. Look what you'll never reach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> dick move, sir. Well, I am a dick. why your audience loves you, sir. <laughs> but I'm a nice dude. So there's, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, uh, this uh, holiday season is also being greeted with the lack of, now this is more of a Sci-Files thing, we're probably going to talk about this more in depth on the Sci-Files, but uh, the Doctor Who Christmas special is ce- going to cease to exist this year, and it's actually going to be now presented in the form of a New Year's special. So they're kind of switching up the holiday tradition there. Um, and, of course, you know, a lot of that may be because, well, they've switched the gender of the Doctor altogether, so she can change her fucking mind whenever she damn well pleases. <laughs> and um, <laughs> at least you're not going to tell her, no, you can't, we got to do it on Christmas. No, I'm not doing Christmas this year. <laughs> so, um... And, of course, I, I guess a lot of this, too, is, uh, like, the same major sigh of relief because there was a lot of talks about Jodie Whittaker leaving. And, um, you know, only after one season, too, which is kind of fucked up. But, um, well, it's funny how most of the guys that play Doctor Who go on and do better things, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, God, how much stuff have you seen Dana, David Tennant in since then, you know? And, like, uh, and you know, all the stuff that... Well, I, I mean, with Peter Capaldi, you know, he's done a ton of shit before then. But, um, God, even Matt Smith's going to be in uh, one. I think he's going to be in the new Star Wars movie. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, 
lot of oh, oh and another one too fucking the girl that played Amy Pond during Matt Smith's run she is fucking exploded she's in everything now what Karen Gillian and, you know including yes yeah Karen Gillian and um cause she'll she's in fucking I mean she'll be in the next uh, Avengers movie She's kind of cemented herself, you know. As an yeah, she was the only part I... She's the only thing I even liked in Jumanji. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Oh. God, that outfit. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I really liked her. It was pretty funny. It was, I had Dana Molina that was... Uh, I That was What's-Her-Face from... I had to tell Dana Molina that's What's-Her-Face from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's the robot. It's the robot. <laughs> what? That's Gamora's sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that Thanos like fucking tortures the living shit out of in Avengers. Holy shit! So, kind of going off the off the topic of uh, horror here, um, what do you think? Like, what do you think? Um, or what? What do you want to see out of the next uh, Avengers movie, Endgame? Everybody die. <laughs> That would be funny. <laughs> like, they bring in all these extra guns, you know. They bring in Ant-Man. They bring in Captain Marvel. They bring in all these extra characters. And then Thanos just kills all of them. He's like, well, you don't have enough Avengers to fight me. <laughs> Watch. They even bring in C- Cable. So you get to see Josh Brolin fight Josh Brolin. <laughs> be super funny. I would fucking love that. And then Deadpool makes like a slight appearance and then he ends up he ends up getting killed by the Infinity Stone. It's like oh. Actually that would be really funny if um all of a sudden at the very beginning of Avengers two they showed Deadpool getting killed um by the Infinity Stone. Or at the end of that Christmas one, you know that Christmas release for Deadpool two. And um Watch, he actually dies at the end of the movie, and he's like, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> Fuck you, Logan. Like at the, and then at the beginning of fucking uh, Endgame, they bring you know, or at the end of Endgame, and when they bring everybody back, because you know they're gonna do that. Um, he comes back, and he's like, "No, no, I was fine." <laughs> he's like, he didn't want to be. He wanted to stay dead. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, see, I'm kind of interested to see what the new Doctor Who will be like, and of course there's going to be some other sci-fi shows that are coming out as well, uh, at the start of the year, um, but one show that's made its way over to Netflix that we can't wait to fucking see a season four to is Lucifer. Thank goodness. It'll only be ten episodes, but hey, we'll have nudity. Fuck yeah. Please be made. And, um, <laughs> Yes. I know you showed me those clips, so um, Stavro sent me these pictures the other day. They were very, very, very awesome. And if you'd tell them where you found those. Spartacus, season one. Oh. She's all sorts of naked. And, yeah, it's like, now I have to go back and watch it. I was going to cancel Stars this month, but now I'm actually going to have to go back and rewatch Spartacus. Spartacus was pretty fun anyway. But, yeah, so um, so on top of that, I mean, do you think they're going to, 
You know who I want to see get 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 buck naked? Huh. Uh, actually, you should already know who I want to see. Oh, the the, the, the therapist. Out of the whole cast of Lucifer, who do I want to see naked? Sadly, the fucking goddamn therapist. Right? Nah, she's milfy hot, dude. She's so... She always has been. She was member, and she was uh, she was in Hangover as the dentist girlfriend who was a bitch. Yeah, she plays a bitch well. Yeah, I always love the way she plays a bitch character. Yeah, I, I really want to see her get nasty in this movie or in the, in the series. I mean, I want to see Amy Hirsch naked again, but I'm not like I don't need it, you know. Like I've seen her naked before. I mean, she is majorly hot, you know, but so we saw her naked in Dexter, so, <laughs> um, not frontal naked, but I think it was just her butt. Who? That, that is my, Amy Garcia. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, she's the one. Remember there was a scene where she fucks, um, she fucks the one, uh, the one shitty cop, uh, what was his name, uh, the dude from, um, you know, the one guy from, uh, Ron Yeah. Cop. Yeah, I can never remember his name in Dexter. But he was dating fucking What's-Her-Face, and he was fucking Batista's uh, sister for a little bit. Niece. Oh, no, no, I think, no, I think you're right, sister. Mm. And he was fucking her for a little bit, and he had to kind of hide it, because if Angel ever found out, he'd beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> um... But speaking of Netflix, uh, the Christmas episode of, of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch is now available. Uh, it's a fun episode. I thought it was funny. Um, my sister saw it, and she didn't think it was so funny. Uh, they, it, it's almost like a good way to, for them to tie up the season finale um, that they had on the, sh on the regular show. And... It still doesn't make up. There's still a lot of things in the episode that don't make her magic okay, especially amongst her friends. But in general, the episode is essentially about, um, you know, the solstice, and uh, you know, because they don't celebrate Christmas because they're Satanists. Winter solstice or whatever. It's all about the, yeah, yeah, which is Kevin's birthday, believe it or not. <laughs> like our buddy Kevin. Um, and that actually should have got, I actually think it should have got released on the 21st instead of when it got released, but that's just me. And, uh, and of course there was some evil doing afoot, you know, because uh, I, I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, that one witch, uh, still kind of has a lot of work, um, to try to get Sabrina completely over to the dark side, uh, to fulfill some weird evil prophecy. But um, aside from that, one of the side stories is during the episode, um, Sabrina's friend Sam gets kidnapped. Yeah, I got up to that part. Which is super fucking funny. Because he, he basically encases these kids in wax. <laughs> it's such a horrible thing, dude. You're just kind of like, ah. And the whole time, too, like that, uh, the Sam character, she, looked, she looks exactly like the elf on the shelf. The way she and the thing that made me laugh about that didn't actually hit me until like three days after I watched that episode because I was in a mall parking lot and I was driving through the parking lot 
and somebody had the elf on the shelf legs hanging out the back side of their trunk and I thought that was hilarious. And <laughs> like uh, I wanted to ta I wanted to take a picture but we have places to be so I didn't have time but um but yeah that's kind of what that reminded me of and I, I just got a big kick out of it. It was, it was too funny. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give any spoilers away on this episode. Stavro hasn't seen the whole thing, and um, there isn't a whole lot to tell. It's just really a fun holiday episode for people that like, you know, weird, quirky holiday episodes. And But as far as horror, you know, that's really the only new thing coming out. I think in the um, oh, and then on Shudder, um, Shudder.com actually has a new Christmas episode with... Um, Joe Bob Briggs is uh, drive-in, uh, so if you haven't seen that, there's a really fun Christmas movie on there, um, or a Christmas special for uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Apparently they're doing a, uh, like, if you're, you know how they used to do, a, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Apparently they're doing a Predator Christmas special, but it's only on YouTube. I'll look for that, people. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be looking. And by the way, Predator that we saw in the theater is actually out on DVD, and I'd like to watch that again. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It was, um, there was uh, when I was uh, scrolling through Amazon's VOD service, I was like looking around through there, and I was like, oh hey, that's finally out. Weird. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of shit that would just start that just start popping out, and. I'm kind of uh, building up my list now for shit I want to rent. Uh, but if you end up buying Predator, let me know, because I'm totally going to want to go over there. <laughs> and if I have to throw in five bucks uh, to get the digital copy, I totally will. Because you know me, I'm a whore for digital copies. Who lives on the internet? Alright, so, uh, anyway, that'll conclude our episode of, our holiday episode of the Casket Cast. Um, stay tuned uh, to our network on anchor.fm. Uh, we'll be releasing a holiday edition of the Sci-Files, as well as the gore, uh, end of the year gore corner, um, doing a countdown for the best and worst uh, horror films of 2018. And that'll be kind of a weird episode for me, because I'm kind of like, I mean, Stavro already kind of knows what would be the best horror film that came out this year. It's a very obvious choice. Um, and I'm, I'm going to totally spill that out, of course. I think it's Halloween. On the end of the year episode. Yeah. No, it totally is. It totally is. Because, <laughs> I mean, out of all the different flicks that came out, and there were a lot of good independent movies that came out. Don't get me wrong. There was some good shit. I mean, Mandy was a pretty cool... Mandy movie. was, you know, very... Um, it was unique. Yeah. Very. And there was a lot of uh, new stuff that came out in VOD. Oh, and um, the saddest news that we got recently, um, it was I saw it dropped on Friday the 13th, the video games. Um, yep, Mr. fucking KKK Jason is dead. Uh, Yep, that is true. Yeah, our baghead Jason from part two, he's no longer with us. Uh, 
Yeah, he did a lot of stunt work for that movie as well as uh, you know as well as uh, I think he's I think he was Jason through a good portion of the film. He wasn't Jason through the entire movie, but he was Jason through a good portion of it. Uh, and he has now passed. I'll be mad. I'll be upset when Richard Brooker dies. Um, he was the he was Jason in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three because um, he was a he was a pretty visceral Jason. I thought. But yeah, so he'll he'll, he'll be missed. Baghead Jason um, was probably one of my favorite movies of the series, um, especially with the fucking. Uh, my favorite was always Speedwalking Jason. Yeah. Oh yeah, the ten, the the six million dollar Jason. Yep. <laughs> the one that goes. Um, I mean, all the Jasons really have kind of a. They're all kind of. They all kind of got their own special thing, you know. Like, you know, even um, there's parts of part five that are kind of funny. Um, I think the only thing that really sticks out as a bad for part five is. Uh, the fact that it's not actually Jason, but the movie itself is still pretty fun. So, um, well, except for that last moment where he's chasing the where he's chasing the girl and the kid. Mm-hmm. I probably could have used a little bit more death in that scene. Maybe the maybe the kid would have been the only one that lived. That would have been a little bit better. But at any rate, uh, yeah, we will see you next year at some point. Sadly. Very sadly. Uh, we'll be switching over to a new format, so everybody will get to enjoy us in a completely weirder way. Um, we'll be switching our shows over to once a month, which seems kind of extreme, but I don't know. A lot of horror podcasts actually actually do very well as, uh, going once a month. We're one of the few that actually goes weekly. So, um, I figure this will kind of take the pressure off of everybody. <laughs> because who needs to do a show every, or every single week? You know? There's only so much to talk about. Only so much. Alright. So, for uh, Stop Hypocrisy, uh, this has been Ryan. Um, Thank you and have a happy holiday. Hopefully it's horrible and you get tons of coal in your stocking and the Krampus beats the fuck out of your kids and kills you. And have a good day. <laughs> Alright, see you later. Until yeah, fuck you, everybody. Hey, 2019, you almost good. Fuck Game of Thrones. <laughs> Oh, Scoo was like, oh, they're going to back it up some more. Oh, they're going to back it up some more. I'm like, shut up. They will, but then, but then even Scoo Oh, watch your Pixar movies with your kids and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no shit. This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.